This is the Teacher Mindset Coach Podcast, episode number 57. Hey, teachers, welcome to the podcast where we do the hard work to uplevel ourselves and have fun along the way. I'm your host, Ashley Wolf, and I'm here to help you rock your world with mindset stories, strategies, and skills that you've probably never been taught before. Let's do the damn thing. Hey, you all. I am so glad that you're here again for another week, another episode. Um, I've challenged myself to record three episodes in three days. I'm still here in Phoenix, Arizona. The last day of my life coach conference with the life coach school was today. And um, I did some pretty bold ass shit today. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you about it. But not after I tell you about just these last like 15 minutes I've been scrolling on TikTok. I'm now on TikTok. If you're not, if you are on TikTok, find me, Teacher Mindset Coach. And I just am getting, um, I'm letting my mind believe all of the opinions of the people on TikTok. Now, the reason why I say opinions is because I have to use that word so that I'm reminded that um, most of the things that I see on TikTok And most of the things that I produce in my own brain are opinions, right? If I'm looking at facts, I'm looking at something incredibly official, you know, from a study, from a doctor, math problems, dates, names of people, quotes. There's never, there's never going to be a time where I have to not remind myself of that anymore, that we are all story creators. And this can be such a superpower for us human people to use our brains, to create stories, to connect with one another, to make meaning out of life, to make meaning out of events, things, emotions, weaving a story, weaving a tale can be so incredibly beautiful. And whenever we are weaving a tale and spinning a story that is not serving us and that is bringing our emotional vibration down, we have to really pay attention to our own hand in that. So just in the last five minutes, 10 minutes, shit, maybe it's maybe been 30 minutes of me scrolling on TikTok. I'm, uh, I'm trying to learn what teachers out there are saying that are the hardest things about teaching. So I'm really doing market research. I mean, that's what I call it to, <laughs> you know, validate the time that I've spent. But also, um, if I don't watch out, I can really get, um, down in my emotional state because I'm seeing so many teachers suffering. And, um, this, of course, my mission is to empower teachers. And so when I know that I can empower teachers by helping them learn how to empower themselves through, uh, mindset work, thinking, fixing thoughts that are just not serving them anymore. When I think of the amount of work that I have ahead of me, I can get kind of depressed. And especially whenever I'm not clinically depressed, but I can just start feeling kind of down and defeated. Um, But I also learned how to remind myself again of when I feel down and defeated because of, you know, like evidence in the present that I'm choosing to scroll through, right? I'm choosing to keep my phone in my hand. I'm choosing to go to the next uh, video and watch. 
I am also choosing to make that mean that my work ahead of me uh, is going to be too much. I'm not powerful enough for it, which is the most disempowering thing that I could say. So do you see how my brain is kind of doing this to me? But I've recognized it and I've stopped it. So I recognized in scrolling on TikTok that I was starting to just feel defeated already. And that's called failing ahead of time. So whenever you notice like, oh, this is just going to be too hard. So I'm just not going to do it. You're failing ahead of time. And so if I stopped and I'm not going to, but if I stopped all my teacher mindset coach efforts and I I gave up on my mission because of 30 minutes of me scrolling on TikTok and seeing seven teachers complaining and saying that they're all medicated up on antidepressants. And I start making that mean that the whole world of teachers is never going to want my help. Then of course I would fail ahead of time. And I would stop everything I was doing if I let that story take over as truth. But I've recognized that this is just an option. I can put my phone down, which I did. And I can also say, I may not be able to help every single teacher. And that even makes me sad to say that. But I know that there are going to be teachers out there who are ready to rock and roll on this mindset work and ready to find how to empower their, themselves through the work that I that I have to offer and the things that I have to give to the world of teachers. And today I was incredibly bold up at the microphone at my Life Coach Live conference that I attended here in Phoenix, Arizona. So just for some context, this was a three full three-day conference, lots and lots and lots of mindset coaching from lots of different master coaches, but namely um, one of the ones I've been following for a very long time, Brooke Castillo. And she is the founder of the Life Coach School. She has an incredible reach, very wide, very deep. And her work is so simple yet powerful. So she um, she is the one who has inspired a lot of my um, teachings to you and my interpretations of what I want to take from Brooke Castillo's work and translate it into something through my own filter to teachers. And so... Um, It's simple yet powerful, and it always goes back to the thoughts that we are choosing to think, the sentences in our mind. And so she was talking uh, just kind of in in a transition time between speakers or between sessions, and she was saying, you know, I wish we could um, teach this to kids in schools. Wouldn't it be so nice if we could teach this to kids at schools, if we could say to them, you are extraordinary. You are amazing. I believe in you. And then she said something that was quite triggering for me. And she says, we don't do that. And, uh, the collective "Mm," in the room of 2000 attendees kind of told me, that most people were agreeing with her and it triggered me to (laughs) put my pointer finger up in the air and say, oh, but I do. And I said it loud enough that I'm sure the people around me heard me. And so what I went up to the mic to tell her, um, and I I went yesterday and, and sat and stood and sat and stood in line at the mic for I think an hour and a half 
and then everything closed down. I didn't get to say what I wanted to say. And then I stood in line today for probably two hours. We had to sit down and go back up again three times. And I finally got to say what I wanted to say. And so I was super bold because most of the people going up to say, what they wanted to say at the microphone were either asking for coaching, like asking for help on something they were stuck on, or they were saying, here's my insight, my aha moment. Thank you so much for, you know, teaching me this. And I was, uh, one of the only people that actually told her Brooke Castillo, $42 million earner last year for 2021. And this, the leader of this you know, whole conference and this whole movement of the life coach school. Uh, I was telling her that she had a thought <laughs> that did not serve her about what's happening in schools. And I, I didn't call her out on it in a confrontational way at all. I, I really, I really, my, my message to her was that her teachings to us, the collective us as her certified life coaches and the people who listen to her podcast, and it's amazing, by the way, the Life Coach School podcast with Brooke Castillo, I highly recommend. Um, her teachings are so broad and so far-reaching and go so deep that she doesn't even realize that what her work is reaching children in schools. And so I got up to the mic and I told her, um, you know, I'm the teacher mindset coach. I empower teachers to stand up for themselves. And I'm standing up today to tell you that you have, you know, a misconception about what's happening in schools. And there are people like me and like others in the audience here and like thousands of other teachers across the country who empower their students on the daily and it is not being um, amplified nearly as much as the handful of teachers who are maybe not serving their students at all. Um, and so the, the argument here that I was trying to make is we can, you know, like the, the collective belief that the education system is broken Number one, I don't know how long that has been a phrase, but um, it's not true. There's no like cement wall that is the education system that has cracks all running through it or that's being, uh, you know, broken with chisel chisels and hammers. Um, and the people who say our education system is broken are not stepping up to be so bold as to say, and I'm going to help fix it. So, if we make a claim, my challenge to you, if we make a claim or a complaint that the education system is broken or that teachers aren't doing enough in schools or we need more of this, we need more of that, are you willing to also back up that, <coughs> excuse me, back up that complaint or that observation with a, and here's how I will help. And I think that my point to the audience today was you can help by just believing that our education system system is being healed. So 
You, the parent, you, the community member, you, the ex-teacher who left the classroom or retired or resigned, what have you, you can actually believe it's as easy as just choosing to say a sentence and feel it. You can choose to believe that the education system of this country is healing through the teachers. And that is when I realized my mission is to empower teachers, but my bigger goal, like my impossible goal, we call it whenever we're like, oh, that's completely impossible, but I'm still going to have a goal of doing it anyway. Um, My impossible goal, and it might even be like the goal of my lifetime, let's say, or the goal of my career is to fix this broken education system by empowering teachers to fix themselves first. And that was actually the second thing that I said on the mic. I recorded it myself. I should have recorded um, my first comment to Brooke Castillo that I was correcting her on her thought error that we don't do this in schools when we do. And um, I, I recorded the second one and put it up on my TikTok and Instagram and Facebook for all of you to see that I'm making a declaration. Like I'm being so bold as to say a sentence that probably most people in this country think is just laughable. And I think that's one of the reasons why I needed to say it. Um, because who is saying it? Who is stepping up and saying, I will fix this broken education system that people talk about. And here's how, (laughs) I mean, we can all stand up and say, I'll help, but how I already know how I'm going to start fixing it. And it's through the teachers, because I believe that a teacher who knows how to quote, fix themselves, not that any teacher is broken. Y'all, that's another story that does not serve you. Like if you're like saying to people, I'm broken, all of this. I mean, and that's another podcast, but I just really want you to know that the, the way that we can quote, fix a quote, broken system. One of the fastest ways I think is through the teachers, because who wants to be there more than anyone the teachers, right? This is our career. And of course, we're going to have extremes on the, uh, the teachers who only show up, do the worst job they possibly can, only collect a paycheck. And that's so few and far between. And then we're going to have the extreme on the other end where teachers are, that's their only, that's the only thing they have in their life, right? And that's okay. Like either of those are okay, but most of us are going to be somewhere in the middle. We all have our own lives. This is our job. We love it. There's days we fucking hate it, right? And we still show up. So being so bold as to expect myself to want to fix the entire system and to know that I'm going to do it through the teachers. And I believe that. I believe and I will I will come up with all sorts of evidence for why that belief is going to be one of the ways, one of the best ways to fix our broken education system. Why? I'll tell you why. Because the teachers, and I just alluded to the fact that the teachers are super committed and the teachers are the leaders in their classroom. Like one of the, one of the uh, coaches came up to me after the conference and she was like, well, what if, do you think you're going to get the principals on board? And I was like, well, I don't really know if principals are my people that I want to help, but I do know 
that if I get the teachers on board for helping themselves, I, I could only imagine that 95% of the principals are going to be like, heck yes, this is exactly what we want, an empowered workforce. Because teachers are amazing people and they want to help kids. An empowered teacher leads to empowered students. And then the funniest thing at dinner, um, a parent came up to me. The conference was completely over. And a parent came up to me and she says, were you the teacher that stood up? Because, you know, this is a room full of lots of different demographics, mainly women in our 20s, 30s, and 40s, 50s, some, and uh, professionals for sure. And, but lots of doctors, lawyers, um, there's not a lot of teachers in the room, y'all. That's what I'm saying. Like I am one of maybe five teachers in this room of 2000 people. So at dinner tonight, a parent came up to me and she was painting the picture of overworked, underpaid plate being loaded up so much more, so much more every year. There's so much more. And I pointed out to her, I said, now, do you notice this story that you're spinning and how it does not serve the teachers at all. And I said, so I challenge you to believe that the teachers can figure this out, number one. And it's not as complicated as we want to make it, right? Humans are incredible problem solvers and problem creators. And once a problem is solved, it's like we want to go on the hunt for another problem to solve or we want to make that solution not really good enough. So it's a problem still. And so she, you know, I, I told her, I said, well, tell your teacher friend about my podcast. And she goes, well, I wouldn't want to put another thing on her plate. And I said, you're acting like that's not going to help her. <laughs> and I said, what if you thought about it as this is part of the solution? And I could tell that this Uh, this parent, and I'm so glad she talked to me because it really did help me understand where a lot of people probably are at, is their belief is so deep about how teachers are overworked and underpaid. And teachers are people too. And so their story and their belief about how they are overworked and underpaid comes true for them every single day. Their belief deepens because they see evidence around them of exactly what they keep believing. But the power is if you just try to believe something just 10% to the opposite, because the opposite of overworked and underpaid is overpaid and underworked. Now I know so many of you right now are like, well, that's impossible or that's never going to happen. But I also want to remind all of us, including myself, overworked and underpaid is an opinion, as well as underworked and overpaid. Just opinion words, not facts. If we want to state our annual income, that's a fact. If we want to state the number of hours we work every week, that's a fact. Still neutral. Doesn't have any power over making me think something and therefore making me feel something. So overworked and underpaid is an opinion that you can choose to subscribe to over and over again. 
You can also choose to unsubscribe, (laughs) to take yourself off that list of people who believe that about teachers. And the reason why I would love to encourage you to unsubscribe from an opinion like I'm overworked and underpaid is because that helps you none. It doesn't help you get anywhere. It doesn't help you have less hours for fucking sure. And it doesn't help you get paid more because you already subscribe to this idea that you are underpaid. So why would you even believe that there's an opportunity out there for you to get paid more? If you already believe that you are overworked, what are you going to make true for yourself? You're going to work more or you're going to keep up the hours that you're complaining about being overworked. No one is locking us into the building until the hour that we choose to leave. We can leave at 345 or whenever our contract ends. And newsflash, there are people out there who have left before contract hours are up and there weren't any sirens or alarms or police going to find the the unruly teachers. Now, I'm not encouraging this. I'm just making this into an example of how you are a free human being. Whenever we use the phrase have to or supposed to, put that up against what your contract requirements are. This is what I did for this parent. She goes, well, it just seems like, you know, they just have all of these things and all of these lessons and all of this to put on the plate and all of this. And I said, you know, I make it super simple for myself. And I have since I was in the classroom, I look at the standards I'm legally required to teach. That is plenty. If I just stick to the standards that I'm required to teach, that is plenty. That is enough. I I have learned not to make things harder for myself by making problems that don't exist. And so this all really goes back to me being bold enough to remind myself that I do great things in the classroom. I tell kids how extraordinary they are. I tell how I tell kids how much I believe in them that they can find their lost books. And I challenge you to do the same. Like are you are you recognizing the greatness that you're already putting into your kids? Are you recognizing that? Cuz no one's going to do it for you. Do not Go down the path of, well, if my principal recognized me more, no. Who's who's got the power now? You're giving it over to them and they don't even know it. They are not responsible for recognizing you. You recognize you. And once you learn that that is the most powerful recognition you can give yourself is your own standing ovation. Once you practice actually feeling the joy and the appreciation that you can create within yourself, then you won't need anyone else to recognize or appreciate it for you. And I think that it also is very important that if you're ready to stand up and do this work with me, that you're also ready 
to listen to your own story about education, the system, teachers, yourself, outside factors, how bad it is. Listen to that story and ask yourself if you are willing to unsubscribe. Maybe you just want to unsubscribe for a day, not not think those thoughts for a day. And if they come up, you're like, well, I'm just not going to be getting into those thoughts right now because the thoughts will come up because they're so automatic because they're so habitual. We've been practicing them for years and all the evidence helps us practice it. So be bold with yourself. Find your empowerment to say something that one, you're doing amazing in this classroom. And two, what is it that you're telling yourself about education or your class, your kids, your campus, the parents in your, in your campus that really isn't serving you very much and you might want to unsubscribe? If you need help with this, of course, you know I'm here for you. Coach with Wolf, W-O-L-F-E at gmail.com. If you're already on my email list, you know that you're already getting my self-care sticky notes every month. Have I told you about these? I think I have. And if you want the self-care sticky notes, you got to email me, coachwithwolf at gmail.com, and I would love to put you on there. There was one sweet little teacher that sent me her mailing address. They're email sticky notes at the moment. They are inspirational phrases that take the thinking deeper for your self-care, and I give them to you every month. November's was, I am doing my best and it's good enough. I'm doing my best and it's good enough. Believe it. It's true. Subscribe to that thought. All right. I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Are you ready to cut your teaching stress in half? I know you are. It's time for me to show you how in just four sessions, 30 minutes per week with me, just you and me, sister or brother, and I will help you cut your teaching stress in half or your money back. It's a no brainer. Click that link that says cut your teaching stress in half and sign up today so that we can start working together to help you feel better. You will thank yourself for it. See you there.